Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Rolling along and busy on a Friday, presented by Progressive Insurance and getting busier with the one, the only Alex Rodriguez. Hey, Rod, live in a half hour on the Goodyear Hotline as we finish up Baseball Legends Week and what a week it's been. We had the commissioner of baseball yesterday because it was the start of the baseball season, so we got through the insight from him. We had Ryan Sandberg earlier in the week. We had Cal Ripken earlier in the week. We had Ozzie Smith earlier in the week. And today, A-Rod, we went heavy on the infield. We did. I notice. Mm. We need to get some outfield. Nuno, for next time we do, we need to get some outfielders out there. <laughs> <laughs> we, need, we need a little something in the outfield right now, but we went around the diamond. That should be good. In the meantime, I want to do I'm sorry what? 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 When I first conceived of I'm sorry what when I was coming back, I, I imagined it to be something that would be similar to the way we used to do at the mics on the old show where we'd play a bunch of different sound bites, and we haven't really done that. But I have... Two picked out for you that I think are really interesting. The first, if you haven't heard it, was Steve Young. So Steve Young was a great quarterback at BYU and wound up making it into the Hall of Fame because of what he did in San Francisco. And there is another young quarterback coming out of BYU who hopes to follow in his footsteps, not only figuratively, but literally. Zach Wilson is the young quarterback out of BYU, who everyone is projecting to go number two to the New York Jets. But as you will hear, Steve Young on KNBR in San Francisco yesterday says what Zach Wilson actually wants is to go to the 49ers. There's no question in my mind that if if they can figure out how to get Zach, that's their number one first choice. I just don't know how they get it done. The Jets have committed to Zach and recruited the family. I mean, I just I don't know how that gets undone. But, you know, look, a lot can happen. I think the Zach would love it. Uh, the family would love it. You know, nothing would make anyone happier. I think the 49ers, that's their unstated first choice. So that would be wonderful. So it wouldn't be so wonderful if you're a fan of the Jets. But here, here's what I will say. Sometimes blessings come in the strangest of places. I am firmly of the opinion that the best thing that the Jets could do for their organization is to take one more year on Sam Darnold if they can get some sort of massive haul for that second pick. Just reset your entire franchise. I know they have a bunch of picks coming up in, in the first round, two next year, two the year after. I know that. Or two this year, two next year. I know that. But that doesn't mean that you can't use more. There are certain things you can't have too much of. You can't be too rich. You can't be too good looking. And you can't have too many high draft picks. Because those can turn into whatever you want them to turn into. They could turn into Russell Wilson, too. You never know what those picks could turn into eventually. So if somebody wants to bowl you over, then I think you take it and you see what happens and you give it one more shot with Darnold with a real team and a real coach and see what it is. And if it doesn't work, then you can still use those picks to figure out your next step. And for people to say, well, there's no first round quarterback next year. Hold on. Mac Jones wasn't a first round quarterback this time last year. Zach Wilson wasn't a first round quarterback this time last year. I distinctly remember having conversations with Mel Kuyper and, and Todd McShay saying there are three guys next year. There's, there's going to be Trevor Lawrence, there's going to be Justin Fields, and there's going to be a guy you've never heard of named Trey Lance. Well, guess what? Now there's two others. And so there'll be two others next year, too. There's always quarterbacks. So my point is, sticking with Sam Darnold one more year doesn't mean you're marrying him for the rest of your life. Now, it's probably too late because the one assumption you can make is that if San Francisco traded up to three, the first call they would have made would have been to two. Presumably. There's so many connections there. I mean, Salah, everything. You don't need me to tell you what the connections are between the Jets and the 49ers. 
So the point is, I have to believe they would have given that offer to the Jets and to to go up to two to get the guy they really wanted. And the Jets said no. The best indication that the Jets are taking Zach Wilson is the fact that they didn't make that trade, that San Francisco was at three, not at two. Doesn't mean you can't change your mind. It doesn't mean Carolina couldn't come up there to get it. Doesn't mean you could call San Francisco. Well, it's too late now with San Francisco. You can't just move back one spot. They don't have the stuff to trade you anymore. So I think what's going to wind up happening is the Jets are going to take Zach Wilson. But I just thought that was definitively worth hearing. There's Steve Young saying if everybody got what they wanted in this besides the Jets, Zach Wilson would be a 49er. So that was one of the things I wanted you to hear. The other was Bob Kraft. Bob Kraft, the billionaire owner of the New England Patriots, who has had the, had the foresight to hire Bill Belichick, who had the foresight to draft Tom Brady, and who have now uh, managed to win six Super Bowls together over the course of the last 20 years. Bob Kraft was pretty direct and, and open in his assessment of what the Patriots have done in the draft the last few years and what they're looking at at quarterback. Listen to this. You have to do it through the draft. I don't feel we've done the greatest job the last few years. And in fairness to Cam, I'm not sure he had the proper weapons around him. I don't know that Jared has ever really gotten a fair shot. So this isn't something where you get algebraic formulas. Think of all the personnel wizards who passed for six rounds on Tom Brady. One way or another, we have to get that position solidified. Fascinating. I mean, that's Bob Kraft. We haven't done that well in the draft. I think it's just an honest assessment. People said, was he criticizing Bill? I think he was giving his honest opinion on the way things have gone there. The reality is Belichick is the greatest coach of all time. That never changes. Nothing he does from this point forward changes. That. Belichick, for a while, seemed to have a magic touch when it came to bringing in players. He actually, as I think has always done very well, bringing in Active players bring in veterans. And the draft has been sort of a 50-50 proposition there. Uh, He was legendary for always trading back, trading out of the first round, wanting to get value down lower on the board. And as a consequence, they have drafted a combined total of one pro bowler over the last eight or nine years, and he was a punter. (laughs) So they've not drafted well. That's just a fact. They drafted Nikhil Harry to play wide receiver in the first round in the same draft that had DK Metcalf and Debo Samuel in it. That doesn't look so good right now. So um, I think he's just giving people who are saying, Greeny, was he, was he ripping Bill? I don't think he's ripping Bill. He's giving an honest assessment. And Bob Kraft doesn't give a damn. I mean, you think Bob Kraft is afraid to say what he thinks about Bill Belichick? Bob Kraft owns the team. Bob Kraft is worth, you know, something in the neighborhood of $5 billion. I don't think he's worried about saying something that's going to hurt anybody's feelings. I think he's telling you what he honestly thinks. And that's what's going on there, and they're making moves. Making Moves is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Build your winning team today. Go to linkedin.com slash sports. All right, so that's the situation that we have there. And um, with, with New England, and those are the two I'm sorry watch that I wanted you to hear. In the meantime, I want to give you a little draft prep because I know so much about this stuff, I need to share it. So you ready for the draft? Let's get started. Greenies Draft Prep. My draft prep is as follows. Again, I'm hosting the draft in four weeks. I'm studying these players. I'm up to 62 players that I have studied, done notes on, and watched video on. And there are three names I want you to remember. The first is Elijah Vera Tucker. He projects to be a guard in the NFL out of USC. 
was forced to play tackle this year in college and did so brilliantly. And you say to yourself, Greeny, why are you getting so excited about a guard? Because this guy figures to be one of these generational uh, prospects. Elijah Vera Tucker is a guy who's going to go in the middle of the first round at guard. Doesn't happen often. Very rarely. But a guy like Quentin Nelson, who was a superstar, who's an incredibly important player on the Indianapolis Colts, this guy they're saying is that kind of good. Elijah Vera Tucker is that kind of good. So if your team drafts a guard, you say to yourself, wait a minute, I'm not excited about this. Remember who told you you should be. The next name I want you to remember is Trayvon Merrick. Trayvon Merrick is a safety from TCU. Trayvon Merrick can cover and he can thump the heck out of you. He actually won the Jim Thorpe Award as the best defensive back in the country this year, ahead of all these corners. And in the NFL now, where tight ends are everything, where everything is built around Waller and Kelsey and Kittle and and coming into the league with Kyle Pitts, a safety is incredibly valuable. I think you could argue that a safety is now the new linebacker, or at least more important than linebacker, because they're still going to do all the run pursuit, right? But tight ends and running backs coming out of the backfield, they have to cover. I think I'm with you there. I think that's something that we're going to all learn in the next few years. This guy's that good. Trayvon Merrick, I think, is the best defensive back in the whole draft. Mm. And then, today, at Tulsa, is the pro day for a linebacker named Zaven Collins. Now, uh, my, my uh, stage director, stage manager, excuse me, Brandon Phillips, is a crazy Jet fan. And that's, you're, you're cheering because that's the guy you want the Jets to get, right? The outside linebacker. This guy is a stud. This guy, you want to talk about when, when his numbers come in today from his pro day, get ready for people to get all excited. This is a guy who can rush the passer. He had four interceptions this year. And you know what I like about him? He wears the number 23. You know, if you're going to wear the jersey number 23, you know you got a little something going on. So that guy is special. It's his pro day today. Wait till you see those numbers come in. He's a freakish athlete. So today's draft prep, three names to remember. Elijah Vera Tucker from USC. Trayvon Merrig from TCU. Zaven Collins from Tulsa. Who you got is next. A-Rod is on the way. ESPN Radio. This morning with Greeny, three-time MVP Alex Rodriguez as Baseball Legends Week continues. Alex Rodriguez, this morning with Greeny at 11.30 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
Greeny, the podcast. Previously on Greeny. Thank you, my friend, and I will see you soon. Say hi to everybody. Uh, be well. You, you say hello too. Thank you, Marcellus. Yes, sir, brother. Mike and back with just Mac and Moon Woman. They never should have let him go in the first place. No, but 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 uh, but 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 so what, the the question, the thrust of the question, D. What you've got me flustered now. Oh, my goodness. Every week we entrust Bubba with putting together the <laughs> weekly rewind, and that's what he comes up with. Michael K's verbal stumbles, my own, both past and present. Good fun. Weekly rewind brought to you by Dell. For your small business needs, call a Dell Technologies advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. Working our way towards the weekend. Time for Who You Got? Life is a series of choices. Who You Got? Make a decision. Say it! Say it! All right. I'll say it. Who you got? This one belongs to our the aforementioned Bubba, who is our disheveled board operator and has put together a series of binary questions for me, and I will have to tell him who I've got. Hello again, Bubba. What's up, dog? You, t- <laughs> you tell me. What is our first question today? All right. We'll start with Todd McShay in his latest mock draft. Justin Fields is going to New England at 11, and Penny Sewell is going to the Chargers at 13. Both seem shocking. Which is more likely to happen? Who you got? Wow. That's an excellent question. I'm going to say the one that is more likely to happen, I guess, is Sewell falling that far. Because you're being very specific. You're asking very specifically about Sewell going in that spot to the Chargers or just falling that far. If the the question is which is more likely to happen very specifically... I think Penny Sewell to the Chargers is more likely to happen. For the Patriots to trade up and take a quarterback, Belichick never trades up and he never takes a quarterback. So I guess all rules are made to be broken, but th- that would really be very much unlike him. I-, I have a tough time picturing Sewell lasting that long, but if he's there, the Chargers will take him. So I'll say it is likelier that Penny Sewell goes to the Chargers at 13 than it is Justin Fields goes to the Patriots at 11. Bubba, what's next? All right, let's say the 49ers do go ahead and draft Mac Jones. Who do you expect to start week one for San Francisco? The Who an- you got? The answer is Mac Jones. I, I believe that you will. there will be a tell leading up to the draft as far as who the 49ers are going to take at three. And that is if Jimmy G gets traded to New England, they're taking Mac Jones. And if Jimmy G doesn't get traded to New England, or anywhere else for that matter, but I think New England is the likeliest, they're taking Trey Lance. I think that they are enamored of Lance. I think that that you could cr- try and create like another Mahomes-like situation where he sits for a year behind um, Jimmy G. It would actually be very similar to the way they brought along Mahomes. Jimmy G would play the Alex Smith role. Kyle Shanahan is Andy Reid. And then the question is, can Trey Lance be some facsimile of Patrick Mahomes? I actually think that's a very likely way they'll go about it. If they draft Mac Jones, I think they're likelier to trade him, trade Jimmy G to the 49ers. So if they, the answer to your question is if they draft Mac Jones, I believe he starts week one. It's who you got with Greeny and Bubba on ESPN Radio. Bubba, what's next? All right. You already failed earlier by not putting DeGrom number one. Let's see how you do on this one. Francisco Lindor signed a 10-year extension with the Mets yesterday, so he'll be in the Queens for 11 years now if he plays out his contract. The Mets, they got DeGrom, Lindor, and Steve Cohen. The Yankees, they got Garrett Cole, Gleyber Torres. So, who wins more World Series titles during the life of Lindor's contract? 
Mets, Yankees, who you got? He, he, can I just briefly note <laughs> that, that Bubba is, uh, among other things, a crazy Met fan. And so when you described all of the reasons the Yankees might be good going forward, you named Garrett Cole and Glaber Torres? Yeah. I'm just being clear on that. Yeah, that's all that matters. Yeah. So you, you managed to overlook Aaron Judge. Yeah, what is he hurt? You you managed to well not yet. <laughs> you managed to overlook Giancarlo Stanton. Yeah, he's getting booed already. Go yeah, on. It's true. He <laughs> is getting booed already. The answer to the question of which team in New York is going to win World Series, Bubba, is always the Yankees. I'm sorry, but you don't make a fortune betting on things that don't ever happen. Yeah, and who was there last? The Mets were there last. Oh, okay, yeah. Who yeah. won it last is the Yankees. And who won it most is the Yankees. Yeah, and- keep, keep living in the past, bro. Bubba <laughs> <laughs> just asked you who won it last. <laughs> Said who was in it last. Was Listen it up. Last. I did say in it last. Fair enough. But still, that's fair. The answer to your question is the Yankees. All right. Well, check back in 11 years and we'll see. Okay. We'll both be sitting here. Uh, we will both be I'll sitting be in right these, here. these seats. Bubba will be right there. I'll be drinking some uh, Zinfandel. Go- <laughs> He's just naming grapes he learned about today. Uh, Go ahead, give us another one. All right, speaking of the clown franchise, the Yankees, the fans are already booing Giancarlo, as I mentioned yesterday on opening day. Yikes. Is it too early to boo? Whose side are you on here? Let the fans boo whenever they want, or should we be giving Giancarlo a chance? Who you got? I, I am on the side of booing when you want, with one exception. And we created this on Mike and Mike years ago. It is the unbooable list. There are certain people that are unbooable. So at the end of his career, to use the Yankees as an example, when Derek Jeter was, they left him in the lineup and they left him at leadoff and all of that stuff. And it was, it was clearly, he clearly wasn't that anymore. I still maintained that if you booed Derek Jeter, they should take your tickets away. It's just that simple. He's unbooable. Tom Brady in New England is unbooable. Um, I'm thinking of other examples. What if Tom Brady goes back to New England? Unbooable. If you boo Tom Brady in New England, then you absolutely never deserve to be allowed in that stadium again. Ever again. Ever again. That's the, he is unbooable. There is a list of unbooable. If you boo Belichick in New England, they should take your tickets away. There is a list of players who were unbooable. People who were unbooable. Giancarlo Stanton is most certainly not on it. Time for one more, Bubs. Go. All right, tomorrow is Eddie Murphy's 60th birthday. I uh, can't wait to get him a bottle of wine. <laughs> Not sure what kind yet. I got to gotta learn some more. He's known for SNL, his stand-up, of course. But who you got for your favorite Eddie Murphy movie? A lot of good options here. That's such a tough question. So you're not including the movie versions of his stand-up shows because both Delirious and Raw pretty much defined my youth. They, they were, and when I was in high school, those two probably provided me more entertainment than anything else. But if you're not including the, the movie versions of his stand-up and exclusively going to his movies, I think I would say trading places but it's very that movie stands up really well that movie holds up well beverly hills cop the first one holds up very well i'm, I'm going to say trading places 
I think 48 hours holds up well, too, to be completely honest with you. And I know that we're doing only the very early Eddie. I'm going to go trading places. I, boom, I'm going to go trading places, and that's it. So let it be written. So let it be done. That's who you got. And I'm going to get Eddie a Syrah bottle of wine. <laughs> I think that is an excellent choice. He will enjoy that very much on his 60th birthday. Thank you, Bubba. Uh, we will pause here. A-Rod is coming up. I'm Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. You could save big when you bundle your auto, home, motorcycle, RV, or boat. Visit Progressive.com. We've saved the best for last this week. Alex Rodriguez, live next on ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Greeny, the podcast. This is Greeny coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. And in this week, we have saved the best for last. The one and only Alex Rodriguez joins me in 30 seconds after this word from DraftKings. Baseball is back. DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, is putting you on the field with a free shot at a share of millions of dollars in total prizes. Pick 10 players, stay under the salary cap, pile up points. For hits, runs, strikeouts, and more, download the DraftKings app right now. Use the code GREENY. Get a free shot at a share of the millions of dollars up for grabs this week with your first deposit. That's code GREENY only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Great stop by A-Rob, but I don't think he's going to get it. Five of this postseason. 
up what has been a terrific week of Major League Baseball legends than to bring the one and only Alex Rodriguez onto this program on ESPN Radio. And there he is. How have you been, A-Rod? Greeny, how are you, man? Well, I'm you, doing well. Thank you. You look great. You're in a beautiful spot, and the world knows you to be this huge celebrity and huge businessman. But here's what I'm going to tell everybody a secret. There is no bigger baseball nerd, no bigger baseball geek in the world than A-Rod. He's just masquerading as all these other things. Is that an accurate description of Alex Rodriguez? Uh, hey, Greeny, you've never said anything that's more true. <laughs> <laughs> all right, it's great to see you. So, so let, me, let me dive right in. I want to start actually with something that came up on the show organically today. We were talking about Fernando Tatis Jr. We were ranking like the best players in baseball today. And, and Hembo just gave me some stats. He's the only player in history with at least 35 home runs and 25 steals in his first 150 career games. And, oh, by the way, is the number one ranked shortstop on defense last year. And I said, kind of reminds you of a 19-year-old Alex Rodriguez. When you watch Fernando Tatis Jr. play, does he remind you of you? Well, I wasn't that charismatic, I'll tell you that. I mean, this guy can light up, can, can light up the game and can, can light up a stadium. He's one of the greatest things we have in our game today. I think the similarities are, are the power, are the defense, uh, the ability to run, and the five tools. Um, but I got to tell you, I mean, I think having a father that played in the major leagues, all these young kids were seeing with the Blue Jays, it is tremendous for the game, short-term and long-term. But there is uh, an ownership that I didn't have. I mean, Tatis grew up in a major league clubhouse. I remember watching him when he was a young man. I remember watching Patrick Mahomes when I played with his father, Patrick Mahomes Sr. Mm-hmm. It is an advantage, Greeny, that is, is, is what Joe Buck had with Jack Buck. And I don't think that people give that enough credit. Yeah, I mean, it's actually a very interesting point. And we've seen uh, the family connections with Aaron Boone and, and many others, and it does make a difference. What, what do you think when you see these young guys? I mean, the, the sport is overrun, right? Well, that's the wrong way to put it. The, the sport is, has, is dripping with great young, really young superstars, Tatis and Juan Soto and, and all of these young guys right now. What are your thoughts on the state of the, of the game or our players 25 and under? Uh, Green, in, in the last you know, 30 years that I've been involved with Major League Baseball, uh, almost 25 as a player and now broadcasting, uh, I've never seen a collection of greater talent at one time. And all these young men, Greeny, they're great people. And now through social media, I mean, I have four or five dozen players that are DMing me and contacting me, but they all want to get better. They all want to also be in business. They want to protect their money. They want to do good in the, in the community. Uh, and I think baseball has a unique opportunity through media and through storytelling that has not been told on how wonderful these young men are. It's a really interesting point. And it's another good way of making sure that people know who they are, because a lot has come of whether or not baseball can manufacture the kind of stars that a generation ago you became. I remember when it was you and Derek and Nomar, when the three of you came up together and it felt like there was, all right, we have that same, same thing going on right now, right? And I don't know that, generally speaking, the public is as aware of it. What do we do about that, Alex Rodriguez? Well, you take a guy like Francisco uh, Lindor, who just signed a beautiful contract, and give Mets management a great deal of power. They put their money where their, you know, they put their money where their, where their, where their stake is, right? right. And uh, they paid him a great deal. It's wonderful for the game. 
But what they don't know about Francisco, the first thing he did when he got his signing bonus, he got braces because he wanted to have that smile and he wanted to show it off. His father sat on top of a hill and took him and his brother and his cousin and we had ground balls and there was bushes behind and the, he had to catch it with one hand. But you had to catch it cleanly or else it would go in the bushes and then we'll have to go find it for 30 minutes. <laughs> and that's how he caught to be ground balls. That, that's how Lindor became uh, a platinum glove winner. And those are the stories that I think are really important. He now sits in the union because he wants to get rid of the shift. Why? I mean, I, I, people don't know how thoughtful these young men are, how smart they are. And again, the Lindor, I think, is going to open so many more contracts for all these shortstops that are behind the Seegers, the Baez, the Correas. And uh, it's time to show them off. And like uh, my good friend says, let's take the helmet off and reveal who these young people are. Now, Greeny with you, Alex Rodriguez with me on the Goodyear Hotline here. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. It's fascinating. Since you went there, I'll, I'll, I'll pick up. I was going to get to it anyway. And that is some of the potential changes in the ways the game may be played. They've hired Theo Epstein. I had Rob Manfred on yesterday and we talked about it. They have brought in Theo Epstein to address some of the, the ways the game has been impacted by analytics, which, again, I don't criticize anyone for doing it because people are trying to win, and that's their job. But it is the job of Major League Baseball and now Theo Epstein, and I'm going to give it to you for this conversation, to make whatever adjustments need to be made to protect the entertainment value and the watchability of it. What would you like to see done? Well, I mean, just like the NBA has, um, you know, man-to-man defense, I'd love to get rid of the shift. I love to see infielders have at least one foot in the dirt. I don't like having a second baseman playing right center field. I don't like to have four outfielders. Uh, to me, that's not the way the game was played. I, I like to reward people to hit the ball the other way. And as a result, kids today are learning the wrong way of hitting. They want to hit the ball up instead of, you know, Pete Rose, Rod Carew, they, you know, George Brett. They said hit down through the baseball. Now kids in baseball are like golfers. They want to hit launch angle and hit it up. I think that's a mistake. I think, uh, you know, you should have a universal DH. Uh, why should a guy like Nelson Cruz only have 15 teams to play with or Edgar Martinez? I think these guys should have 30 teams. That, that's only fair. And I think something the union would be, uh, you know, behind. Um, the other part, uh, let's see. And I will give uh, incredible access, right? So uh, I would make clubhouses, weight rooms, and gyms. I want to see what these guys are doing. You know, I want to see a guy like Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper is a polarizing guy. He's a... He's a once-in-a-lifetime uh, talent. Uh, getting to know guys like that. You mentioned Soto. Those, those things are important. Um, yeah, th- th- those are a couple. How about the pitching? You know, people yeah. talk about uh, – people have brought up the idea that they might even move the mound back, which would be – I mean, how long has it been? 60 feet, 6 inches. Been, uh, since 1893. Since 1893. Uh, but now, how much of a difference would it make? As a great hitter yourself, if they were to move the mound back a foot or two, how much of a difference, Alex, do you think that would make for the hitters? That's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard of. <laughs> 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 that is just dumb. <laughs> Whoever th- – I'm sorry. That's just dumb. I, I would not touch – the mound that's that's ridiculous uh how you address that is um you know you, you don't move the rim in basketball from 10 to 11 mm-hmm. uh, you may move the three-point arc back right um but but i think the answer is in playing straight up i mean playing man-to-man is what the nba decided to do uh in major league baseball you know you have to have two guys on the right side uh, of the infield two guys on the left side outfield can move around as they please um and again just just you know hits should be hits and people look they look for offense, they look for home runs, but they look for contact. And I think contact needs to be rewarded more. 
There's way too many strikeouts going on right now. Absolutely. A-Rod is with us here on the Goodyear Hotline, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear more driven. Let's talk about some of the specific teams. Um, My statistician extraordinaire, Hembo, made a point that with the the state of the American League, there is as much pressure on the Yankees to win this year as there might ever otherwise be based on so many other teams being down. And you're one who knows it as well as anybody. How would you describe the pressure there is on the Yankees this year World Series or bust? I think it's enormous, Greeny. And I think, look, the, I'm the biggest Yankee fan out there, right? And, uh, you know, we've won one championship over the last 22 years or so. Uh, I think the pressure this year has magnified 10 times because the Mets are going to be good now and they're going to, they're here to stay. They're going to spend, uh, they're spending money in technology and in, uh, in numbers in sabermetrics, things they hadn't done with the past ownership. Uh, they're here and they're making a splash and, and they're not going anywhere. So it's no longer the world of, you know, David and Goliath uh, is Goliath and Goliath. And, and that's good for baseball and it's good for the city of New York. But I think there's the most pressure um, that Brian Cashman and Aaron Boone will have uh, in, a, in a really long time. Yeah, it, it feels that way. And I, I'm interested in your perspective on the Mets as well. When we were going through our season previews, we, we thought that maybe Jacob deGrom this year has the opportunity not just to be the National League Cy Young Award winner, but maybe even to be the MVP. When you look at what he has been the last few years, when you look at the value of a starting pitcher who can actually take you into the seventh or eighth inning, which so few guys do, what is your perspective on that guy right now and where he is in the sport? Uh, I absolutely love uh, Jacob DeGrom. I mean, here's a guy that's 32 years old. When he broke into the league almost a decade ago, he was throwing 93 to 94. Last year, he threw the fastest pitch, almost 103 miles per hour. But even though he's 32, he has the arm of a 24-year-old. Why? Because when he was at Stetson, he was a former shortstop. Mm -hmm. So he's got a young arm. He hasn't thrown a lot of bullets. And and that's why I think he's going to get better with age, just like wine. And I do think he has an opportunity not only to win Silver Slugger and the Gold Glove and the Cy Young. I mean, he has an opportunity to to run the tables uh, in, in Major League Baseball this year. Yeah, it's an interesting way of looking at it. He's actually thrown fewer pitches than Babe Ruth did in his career. And, and Ruth obviously had an entire second act, well, the greatest second act of all time as an offensive player. Greeny and Alex Rodriguez, who was with us here. Um, how about in the National League? You look at the Dodgers, also sort of a prohibitive favorite out there. There's a different kind of pressure that, that exists out there. Yes, first of all, they're the defending champions. Second, it's just such a different place. How different is it being a star player in a place like L.A. versus being a star player in a city like New York? Well, I think, you know, the Dodgers have become the, the Yankees of the West Coast. I mean, they have a trifecta, right? They have uh, uh, incredible ownership and, and management with Andrew Friedman. Uh, they have an incredible 26-man roster, and they have the best farm system in baseball. I mean, they are deep. They build a juggernaut, and you're talking about being good for the next decade. They're going to be great for the next decade. But Andrew Friedman said it best, Greeny, when he won the World Series last year. He said, 99%. How do I feel? 99% relief. joy Mm. that describes how it feels to play in New York and in LA. And I can echo Mr. Friedman's quote when we won in 2009, after waiting 15 years, I felt 99.9 relief and 1.01 joy. That's so fascinating to me. You know, I, I started out in my career covering Jordan and the bulls. and, And I always said the first championship he won 
was pure joy. I've never seen anyone happier than he was. And from that point forward, it was always relief because it changes. So have you ever, at what point in your life did that turn to joy? Now that you're, you're retired and you're on to so many other different things in your life. When you look back on that championship in 2009, how do you remember it now? Is it with more joy than it was when you first won it? Yes, it is with more joy. I enjoy it more now today than I did then. I mean, it was it was pressure. But, you know, what happened in 09 in the postseason, I finally surrendered to the moment. And I would drive to the ballpark every day from purchase with my good buddy Andy Pettit. And he would drive, and we would go back and forth, and we would strategize on what our strategy was for tonight's game. Andy Pettit was the single most helpful part to my run in the postseason because he was just a great friend and a great listener. And we would say, we just want to do one good thing in today's ballgame. Just one good thing. And what it did, it took, it removed me away from stats. It removed me away from trying to be the hero. And it moved me into a category of we, not I. And if we can do one good thing to help the team win tonight, that was a winning uh, thought. And that's exactly what I did. That's really interesting. He was one of the great big game pitchers that you've ever seen. That He saved more, the Yankees bacon, more times than I can count. All right, one more thing for you, Alex. We'll have a little fun. So I, I was talking on the show earlier today the one sporting event that I will never attend, and neither will you, that we, I would give anything to go to, is the Masters Champions Dinner. On the Tuesday of Masters Week, all the, all, the only people invited are the people who have won the Masters, and the reigning champion gets to choose the menu. Dustin Johnson put out his menu, whatever it is. If you were designing that menu, what is the one dish that has to be on it? What is the one food that absolutely has to be on the menu if Alex Rodriguez is designing it? Pizza. <laughs> pizza <laughs> pizza and you know what i would say this greenie my mother would be proud i would have i'm gonna say it in spanish arroz habichuela y platano maduros and a little chuleta that would be a little dominican dish that my mother's always made for me and she's the best cook so i'm giving mom a little shout out okay delicioso con arroz con pollo y también lo platano frito que bueno outstanding uh, <laughs> alex it is great to see you it's been too long be well okay we'll catch up soon thanks for doing this Thanks, Rainey. All right, take care. That's Alex Rodriguez with me here uh, on ESPN Radio. Good fun. Uh, he is, he, that, look, he's so famous for so many reasons in a million different ways that you don't have enough time to go through all of them. But at his core, as Hembo rejoins me here, that dude is a baseball geek. I mean, if you just want to talk about baseball, he will talk about baseball with you until you don't want to anymore. Endlessly. And yeah. the, nitty, the, the anecdotes that he, that he shares on the broadcast are some of my favorite things because I, I obviously have access to all the stats all the information. He knows all of these people. He mentioned like there's five or, five or six dozen of them DMing him. He shares an anecdote on every broadcast that blows my mind. Yeah, it, it, that was really fun. And what a fun week it was. We did very well with middle infielders. You know, I will always, it's funny because his, his career is probably now remembered more for playing third base for the Yankees than he is as a shortstop. But the truth is, he is one of the greatest shortstops that ever lived. We had him, we had Ozzie Smith, and we had Cal Ripken. <laughs> That's a pretty good week. And then we had Ryan Sandberg. So we did pretty well with middle infielders. We spent a lot of double plays this week. This week, we did. We, we turned two on multiple occasions. And then, again, when Dustin Johnson designed the menu, I will repeat one more time, and I will bring Bubba back into the conversation once again to see if we got to the bottom of this, that on the menu that Dustin Johnson has designed for this Masters dinner, he is serving as an appetizer Pigs in a blanket. And I, I think that there was one of the great misnomers, Bubba. What did we ultimately decide? If we have to, so let it be written, so let it be done, Bubba. What exactly are pigs in a blanket? 
Yeah, I think we've decided that way back in the day, pigs in a blanket were officially the sausage pancake nonsense. <laughs> but the true meaning to the 99.9% of the American people is it's hot dogs in the little crescent roll, and that's what we're going with. That's what DJ wants. That's what the people want, and that's what it is. So it's done. We assume that's what DJ. No, is that's serving. what it is. And I've talked to him, and so it's fine. Did you call DJ? Did he call you back? Did you of see him he and Paulina? Back. What you, uh, did yeah, you see did DJ and Paulina back? on the cover of Cigar Aficionado magazine? By the way, yeah, I shot the photo. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, many people don't know um, that, uh, that 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 Annie Leibovitz actually gave lessons, photography lessons to Bubba at one time in his life, and they were very close friends and remain uh, confidants and pen pals to this day. Um, but th- they did a, a, a photo, a, a cover for Cigar Aficionado magazine that is identical to the one that her parents, Wayne Gretzky, yeah, I've seen it, that, that is identical to the one that Wayne Gretzky and Janet Jones did back in the day. Anyway, thank you, Alex Rodriguez. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. And most importantly, thank you for hanging out with me here. It's been a really fun week. It should be a great weekend. Final four, plenty of basketball, anything else you're looking for. And we will be back and better than ever talking about it again right here, same time, same place, Monday on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can check out Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Also, don't miss Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 Eastern on ESPN. This is Greeny, the podcast.